Welcome to the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, founder Alex Tiersch is joined by Alon Ghazawi, founder and CEO of Spa Connect. All right, everybody, this is Medical Spa Insider, Alex Tiersch here, uh, your host. And today we have on the Medical Spa Insider podcast, the M-Spa Hotline, I should say, um, Alan Ghazawi. Did I get that right? <laughs> you did, actually. <laughs> right. You know, the last name was perfect. The awesome. Name, you know, it's a little difficult. It's a difficult one. You know, what's funny is that I have, I have three brothers, and my brothers are all named very normal names, like Eric, Brian, and Darren. Uh-huh. For some reason, my mother decided to give me something a little bit more difficult. To really? And, you know, I always go back and, and it's, and it's interesting because I'm, I am not French, but my name has a French origin. It's, yeah. it's actually pronounced along, but I don't go around saying yeah. that it's been Americanized to a land. And it's funny because I think my mom had a fixation with a French actor, Alain Delon. And yeah. he was just infatuated at the time. And then there you go. I got the name. I like it. I think you go with the French pronunciation if you want my, uh, if, if you want my, my, my opinion. Well, all right. Well then, that, first of all, that's, that's, that's super interesting. Um, um, now you are the, uh, founder and CEO of Spot Connect. And for those of you who don't know about Spot Connect, I want to talk a little bit about what it is that your company does. Cause I think it's, it's a super interesting, um, and, and really relevant, um, product that you offer to, to AmSpa's audience, because, you know, as you know about AmSpa, we're very, um, very serious and, and dialed in, um, on compliance and Spot Connect offers kind of virtual telemedicine, good faith examinations where, where you're getting, um, the, the, the patients to be examined, um, via telehealth, which I think is, is not only very smart, it's, it's needed and it's right up our alley. So, um, talk a little bit about, um, Spot Connect and, um, what it is, what problem you're, you're looking to solve. Absolutely. And, you know, we align ourselves very much so with AMSPA in the compliance environment. We want to make sure that everybody that is offering services to patients is 100% compliant with medical yep. board standards of care. Yep. And so SPA Connect was founded with that principle of compliance. Uh, Ten years ago, when I started the company uh, with a physician, um, I was reading an article in the Ventura County Star. So I'm in California. Okay. And I lived in Ventura County at that time. And I opened up this newspaper and there there was an article about a nurse and a physician who yep. were arrested performing a treatment yep. on a patient without getting the prior approval. Yeah, I now, remember that. At that time, I was, I was, yeah, I was crazy, and I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it because at that time, I was in the telehealth industry. I yeah. was, you know, I was working in in, in a, a company that was offering the service. I'm like, wait a second, why is this a problem? Why aren't they right. just conducting a telehealth evaluation? simply to come to make sure that the patient is ruled out of all contraindications to make sure that they are safe to get the treatment it was a simple process and so that's where we started and we do offer that in an on-demand environment we all of our clients don't have to give us their schedules they don't have to let us know what patients they just put their patient right into our digital waiting room through our application we get notified we see that patient within five minutes and an approval is generated and sent in real time to the clinic prior to them treating so that yeah. they can make sure that they have everything that they need. 
Yeah. And we've, um, you know, talked many times on this podcast, obviously we have, you know, we have our, uh, our in-house, uh, lawyer, Patrick, and then we talked to the attorneys at Berta Dada quite a bit about this good faith examination, which you, and, and it's funny. I remember that case, um, with the doctor and the nurse because it was, it, it rattled a lot of people. I think I, I, you know, uh, obviously so because of, of, of the implications, but, um, you know, the, this good faith exam, this, this idea that you're clearing somebody to, you know, making sure there's no contraindications, setting the treatment plan, all those kinds of things, which, which, you know, in, in every state really with maybe a few possible exceptions under certain circumstances has to be done by a PA, a, an NP or a doctor, um, you know, really is, has been a hang up for, for, for people. And it's been something I've been preaching for a long time. So I think your, your platform. Form, which allows folks to do this kind of on a moment's notice is is really intuitive and I think it's going to be very helpful. Yeah, and we make it cost effective, affordable, easy, um, you know, just because we understand that they, you know, our clients and medical spots really want to get the patient in that chair. They want to get yeah. them treated and the patient wants to get in that chair as quickly as possible. No one wants to billy dally. And so we know how important it is to offer a great service at an affordable rate in a speedy environment. So what's your current um, footprint? I know you're, you're obviously have, have national ambitions, but you're, you're, you're only uh, operating in a couple states. Is that right? We are. We're in Washington, Nevada, California, and Texas. Uh, and we have four, five other states earmarked for expansion this year. And then, like you said, that we have national ambitions. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, I think, you know, this type of... Um, this type of platform is needed, and and I've always, you know, you you mentioned something when you were you were um, giving your introduction about um, being in telehealth and seeing um, how how telehealth is a is a massive massive industry, right? There's there's in in yes. Derm and in other uh, other um, avenues uh, verticals. It's been it's been around for a long time, and it's been people have been you know there's massive businesses. For some reason, it's been a little slow on the uptick with with medical spas. I'm curious in in your in your conversations with folks, uh, why do you think that is? Why has it been kind of a little slower for us to uh, adapt this? You know, I think that the personal touch, being there with the patient, talking with the patient yeah. face-to-face, um, really is what medical spas wanted. And this was pre-COVID. Yeah. The moment that COVID shut down everybody and everyone had to move to a digital environment, both patient and med spa became more and more comfortable in that digital environment. And so we have seen, in the course of the last two years, a huge uptick yeah. in the use of our system because now everyone is becoming accommodated to the sense of, oh, I can talk to a doctor through a screen. That's cool. I've been doing this for the last two years. Oh, I'm at a med spa and I have to talk to a doctor through an iPad. That's no problem. I'll talk to them. I'll give them my information and we'll move on to the treatment. Yeah. I, you know, that you kind of took my, my, my next question. I, the, um, um, you know, obviously there's nothing, uh, not necessarily anything good coming out of, of, of COVID. I think that would be, um, obviously an understatement, but, um, the the telehealth aspect for med spas we have seen increase and and um what one of the things that i've always i've i've always heard and i think um our experience over covid has has kind of proven this is that people a lot of times are very comfortable particularly in the, in their own home and i know you've got a a a product that 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 addresses that as well of talking to their provider over 
a computer kind of in the privacy of their own home. They feel more comfortable. They feel like they can they can let more things out. They can address their issues. Um, has, is that something that you found? And in, in, in how does your product kind of deal with the, the at-home um, consult uh, uh, issue? Absolutely. And so even in clinic, when a patient is left alone in a room to speak with one of our providers, We've seen patients be more open with their, you know, medications, their allergies, yeah. their health and wellness, much more open than in person. And it's a very interesting, you know, thing to, to see is that, yeah. you know, when someone's sitting in front of you, you're more standoffish. You don't want to give them all the information. But through a computer screen, you'll say whatever you feel you need to. Um, and we've just seen that huge uptick. Now, with regards to home, yeah, patients love talking to uh, providers at home. They, Our clients love that as well because it streamlines the whole operation. Yes. The patient can get everything and talk to our providers and get uh, and get approved prior to them walking into the center. And yeah. that's why it is so incredible for us to build that genuine connection because yes. sometimes we're the first people that the patient sees going into the med spa. Yes. And so we need to make sure to not only build that genuine connection for them, but also string it along to the medical spa to make sure that that customer experience both for our client and the patient is fluid. Right. Right. And you've, 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 you've mentioned it a couple of times now and, and we were chatting about it before we went on this idea of a genuine connection. And, and I, I, I think what you're saying is absolutely true. Um, I also think that, you know, gosh, I want to say back in the good old days, but we're talking, you know, two years ago, pre COVID, um, you know, people were a little reluctant because they wanted that, that human interaction, that, 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 that genuine interaction with, with somebody. Um, but we've, you know, we've seen now that you can still get it over digital, but, but how do you, you know, since you're in the space, like, how do you, uh, what do you tell folks or do you tell folks how to create that genuine connection in a digital environment as opposed to being in person? And, and there's a couple things that go along with that. It's, you know, taking a step back and, and figuring out where the connection begins. Where do you start building that connection? And that is in your front line of sales and through your pipelines right. uh, within your digital footprint. You want to make sure that you are putting out purposeful engagements so that your patients are seeing that. So you're already setting them up for success the moment that they come onto a digital screen to speak to a provider, to speak to you, to speak to whomever. Um, you know, a lot of our clients do digital consults prior to the patient coming in so that they can understand what the patient would want. It is incredibly important to have purposeful interactions right. to be able to create a, a relatable purpose between the two of you. Okay. And, and doing that really, really helps listening and being honest. It resonates with patients. Patients don't want the the quick bullet points of, you know, what everybody else is getting. And, you know, we're going to do Botox, we're going to do fillers, we're going to get some laser hair removal, we might do some cool sculpting, you know, let's just do this. They don't want that. They want to talk to you. They want to build that relationship because, like you said, they want that genuine connection. So to do that with them in a digital environment takes a little bit more work and it all begins, um, you know, at that front line of sales, at that digital footprint and even take it one step back in your culture, mm-hmm. how you're setting up your medical spot, how your values and vision are being emulated through your team. So how do you, um, 
I, I, I would love to take it kind of step by step. How, like sure. you, you mentioned your, your digital footprint. And I think, you know, one of the things we always are counseling folks um, when we, when we talk to them about building their business is, you know, you have to make sure that no matter how great your marketing plan or your, you know, Google AdWords spend is or whatever you're doing, you've got to make sure that that um, the the actual touch points at your business are secure. Someone's answering the phone, they're saying the right things, all that kind of stuff. How do you create that um, that human connection through the digital footprint that you're talking about? Because that, if that's the first step, then what are some of the best practices that folks can do for that? So it, it, let's let's deal with marketing first. So defining your pillars, understanding your topic clusters, and then having concrete goals that you want to attain within your marketing program. Mm-hmm. So for example, you know, is are your pillars going to be clinical or company? Is it going to be funny or is it going to be industry related? Is it going to be more behind the scenes? Defining those and basing those on your company's values really helps to set you up for success when you start doing this entry into a digital environment and building your first round of digital connection of that genuine connection Mm -hmm. then looking at those topic clusters you know so you're saying okay company education growth industry providers let's just say you're looking at those you're saying okay how am i going to take those topic clusters and expand them into each one of my pillars and where am i going to promote that information because you know for example instagram is different than tiktok you know, Instagram for us is more business related. TikTok is more fun and behind the mm-hmm. scenes. And so by opening that self up, because everybody sees it, and you, when you open yourself up into those environments, you want to make sure that you are clearly indicating your values. Mm-hmm. And so when you put out a funny statement, when you put out a funny behind the scenes of doing a dance or things like that, patients see it. Patients mm-hmm. begin to start seeing, okay, this is who they are. Mm-hmm. I like them. Yep. I want to start to you know, lean into it a little bit more and build that connection. So when I call up, like you said, your first responders in the business, the people that are answering the phone calls, they need to be able to promote those values, to say the appropriate things, to be honest and to build a connection. Listen, everybody gets busy on a day-to-day basis. There are problems that happen you know, in the business and you, you're distracted. But when that patient calls and you pick that up, you're listening and being mm-hmm. honest because that's what the patient has seen in your mm-hmm. social media, has seen in your outward ads, has seen as your outward appearance through your website. They expect that when they call in. Mm-hmm. And so when they do call in and they get that, guess what? You're now bridging that connection all the way through. Yeah. Have you, have you seen, um, cause I, I, I tend to, I don't ask this as much anymore cause people are just frankly sick of talking about COVID and COVID related stuff, but, <laughs> but your, your, your business is, was like, honestly, talk about right place at the right time. I mean, I mean, just tailor made for this to kind of come along. What have you learned and, and what, what tweaks have you made, um, as a result of people being forced to be at home or is it as simple as people are just, you're just like, yeah, you're at home. I told you so. Like you got to do it virtually now. I mean, what's been the kind of the lessons from that? Well, definitely not. I told you so. People don't (laughs) like that. (laughs) But, but the lessons that we've learned is to be patient, be more patient with our patients, with our clients in this digital environment. The thing is, is that, as much as we all like to say that we know technology, technology moves so very quickly. Mm-hmm. And people, patients, uh, you know, ranging from 18 years old to 65 year old have a different experience with technology. 
And so for our providers, for our VSRs, we have virtual support representatives that hop into calls to make sure if there's a technology problem between the clients and patients and things like that. All of them are trained appropriately to be patient, to be there, to be a person to help. Mm-hmm. And that's the one lesson that we learned because before that, it was all about speed. It was all about, hey, our clients want us to see this patient as quickly as possible to approve them, to get them the approval, or the GFE, and then to move on. Now it's become more about patients and building those customer interactions. Because when you develop your flywheel, um, I don't know, Alex, if you know what a flywheel is, Jim Collins' flywheel. No, no, uh, go ahead, go ahead and, and, and explain it for everybody. Sure. Uh, so Jim Collins talked about uh, the development of a flywheel. It's where you have specific things on this wheel that when you do one after another and you do them enough, it self-perpetuates that wheel moving around. Okay. And so when you develop that specific wheel with specific Things like customer experience leads to, you know, customer interactions leads to um, more patients leads to, you know, things like that. Uh, So when you when you're building that flywheel, when you are focused on that flywheel, you are moving the company along within ours. The number one thing is customer experience, right? Because we train our staff, our providers, our VSRs are the people that answer the phone, admin assistants, myself included. We're all trained to give a wonderful customer experience because bridging that gap in a digital environment is incredibly difficult yeah, to make sure that they are fully understanding of what our intention is. Yeah. It, it, is it? I mean, it, it seems obvious. So I'm not I'm not trying to ask an obvious question here, but um, like when you think about just, you know, doing a, an in-person consult where you're sitting with someone versus doing a virtual consult or a vir- virtual, you know, exam. Um, I mean, w- what are the one or two things that really stand out as being like, this is, this is different. And, this, and obviously you're on a screen and, there, and there's that. So I, I, it's something that is, is there something that, that you've learned where, where like either psychologically or something, you've got to kind of flip a switch and make sure that you're approaching this in a certain way. Does that make sense what I'm asking? It does. And and most people in a person to person, when I'm in front of that person, it becomes more transactional. It becomes, hey, listen, I'm going to ask you these couple questions and then we're going to get past this and then you're going to go sit in that chair and we're going to do the treatments. In that digital environment, transactional is always there, of course, because we are assisting the patient and the client to make sure that we can roll out any contraindications. But it is stepping outside of that transaction to go into the the honesty, the listen to the patient. I mean, some of our calls take 10 minutes, 15 minutes, because a patient loves to talk. Yeah. Our providers are instructed not to say, I'm sorry, I have to go right now. Right, right. <laughs> because that's not good customer experience. And so, and so by building that relationship, by being patient with them on the call, by understanding that everybody has technical issues, it makes that customer experience much better. Yeah, I would love to commission like some sort of a study like and think and figure out because your your statement that people tend to open up more and be more honest and forthright over a virtual connection than they do um sorry i got my, a cat is is harassing me which happens from time to time um is is so interesting and we've seen just through our um you know a, a, a analysis of, of med spa data that you know over covid we saw um 
we saw you know number of patients increase, but mo- most importantly, we saw um, revenue per patient increase. We saw efficiencies improve. We saw the ability to get people in, and they were requesting more. There was there's more robust treatment plans being created for people, um, and it was all being done over this digital environment. And, and 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 you know I think there's a lot of reasons that 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 could be. But this idea that you brought up that people just tend to be more comfortable for some reason over maybe it's because you can put a filter on your zoom or something but but um i don't know it's that's such an interesting thought it is it's that it's that barrier it's the it's yeah. the barrier of the screen that makes people say well i'm not there in person they're i'm not sitting in front of them so i'm more comfortable regardless i mean we see that through any social media platform people will be are more comfortable promoting their opinions and thoughts through a platform when they are not in front of somebody Right, right. It's, it's basically that same type of, of thought process goes right to medicine. Yep. And people are more comfortable talking to the doctor, which we love because we get more information, which helps us protect the patient and the client to ensure that they can get the treatments that they're requesting. And you're absolutely correct is that we have seen an uptick in the number of treatments. Patients aren't just coming to say, right. I only want Botox. Yeah. Now it's like, I want these four or five different treatments. And can you approve me for these? So if I choose to go and get them at this med spa, um, that I can get them. And we're like, of course we can. Let's, let's get into it. Right. Hey, folks, Alex Tiersch here. Wanted to give a quick shout out and thank you to our good friends at RepeatMD for sponsoring this podcast. And did you know that 7 out of 10 of your patients want to buy an ongoing membership for aesthetic treatments? And patients who join a membership program spend up to 44% more annually? The problem is, as you know, selling memberships in your aesthetic practice is not easy. Between member management, treatment scheduling, collections, it takes a whole team just to manage. And that's not even including the time and money it takes to advertise and sell these memberships. We believe you got into business to transform patients' lives. We understand you don't have time to do it all, which is why the award-winning team at RepeatMD is proud to present the latest solution for your practice. Now introducing the Aesthetic Marketplace. The Aesthetic Marketplace gives your patients the ability to buy monthly memberships, treatment plans, and packages through private label mobile app with a fully integrated loyalty and reward system all built uniquely for your practice to generate monthly recurring revenue. Visit repeatmd.com slash amspa to book a quick product demonstration. That's repeatmd slash amspa, and you'll receive 50% off towards your purchase for being a listener of Medical Spa Insider. Again, repeatmd slash amspa. Thanks so much. So I'm I'm so curious how and you mentioned kind of the the first part of the story, um, you know, with being in, um, in in California and being around telehealth and, and and seeing this need. I mean, what was the what was kind of the aha moment for you where you're like, this is just a, a business or an industry? You know, med spas is a very specific industry where you just said, I just got to this is an industry I got to get into. You know, I've always in my career, uh, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 25 years old, the moment that I graduated from college. Um, I started a in-office pharmaceutical dispensing program Mm -hmm. for my father's physician's offices. Mm -hmm. He had four offices, work comp. I've always been interested in looking at these emerging markets, Mm -hmm. these, these things that are starting to grow and looking and seeing where there's a deficiency. 
where there's something that I can do, whether it's technology-based, process-based, to improve an aspect of it. And so when I when I looked at the med spa uh, arena and I saw that article, a light bulb went off. I was mm-hmm. like, wait a second. I can take this that I'm doing and apply it right over here. And it was a long road. As you know, we've been in business for nine years. Mm-hmm. It was a long road to speaking about adoption is, you know, we're trying to get patients and clients to say it's okay to use telehealth because back then people were like, whoa, what is this? This is strange. Is this allowed? Where is my information being stored? You know, is it going to be hacked? All of the things that people say, and this was 10 years ago. Now it's secondhand. It's it's like whatever. Yeah, of course. FaceTime helped with that, with that transition. You know, the moment that FaceTime came out and you were able to put your face on a screen to call somebody that helped. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't like to say the pandemic helped, but it made people more aware that technology can be used in different ways. And so the aha moment for me was when I read that article, when mm-hmm. I said, oh, my goodness, I can do this. I can apply this process and this technology here. Yeah. And we see we see it now. I mean, it's, it's done very, very well for us as a company, for our clients and for patients. Yeah. No, I mean, the. Um the telehealth is um, industry, as I mentioned before, is, is is such a huge industry, and it's it's interesting to see that it's finally starting to come along and 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 get get introduced to med spas. If if you could walk me through, because I, I I know there's going to be someone driving uh, in their car right now listening to this, going, how does it work? Like like with your platform, um, someone comes in the office and they want to they let's just use your example if they want to get Botox. Um, what's the well, what's the process like? So how does Spot Connect connect those you know the 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 provider and the and the person who's giving the 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 actual uh, examination for, and, and the patient? What's the what's the process? Absolutely. So first, you know, a client would sign up with us. They would, uh, you know, sign up with us. We'd have a contract in place. They would then have get access to our network through our digital app. So you would download an application from the app store, whether it's Google or Apple. You mm-hmm. can put it on your device. Uh, once that is on your device, you get a specific room code that is tailored for you. It's your individual room code. That's how you access the system. Okay. You also get access to what we call My Spa Connect, which is our portal, which you log into the web, which has everything that you would need. It has all patient information in there. Okay. When the patient comes in, they sign your consents, they go back into the room, and then they're sitting there. You hand the patient the iPad after you've entered in the patient's name into our digital waiting room. The only things that we require from a patient and a client are the patient's name um, and the treatments that they're receiving. It's pretty simple because we're going to ask them every single question that is appropriate for the treatments that they would like to receive. Okay. Once that's entered into our into our uh, application, the patient will see themselves in a camera uh, yep. that is on the iPad. We get notified. We have over 33 providers on staff. Uh, we get notified. Mm-hmm. Then within a couple minutes, we come right on the screen. And we already know the patient. We already know the client's name. And so they usually introduce themselves like, hi, my name is Alain Ghazali. I'm the NP that's going to be assisting you today. We work in conjunction with my med spa uh, to facilitate the good faith evaluation. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I speaking with John Smith? And then they start the process. And then the moment that that process is done, the provider issues that approval, which automatically and in real time goes right to that portal, that myspaconnect.com portal, that then they can access, review the treatment plan, review everything prior to them treating Wow. That's awesome. And the, um, it, it, have you found it to be 
easy to integrate this with with medical spas meaning it, the, the example you just gave there was somebody kind of in the room who handed them the 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 iPad obviously so and there's someone who's going to be doing the treatments obviously H- have you found that process to be to be pretty seamless or is there I, in the, the reason I ask is I can imagine I can only imagine um, an injector or somebody trying to get used to this idea of 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 your you know software there's got to be a bit of a learning curve to it but talk about that process and and, and how easy it is to integrate with the med spa uh, incredibly easy and with any new process that you put into place there's always a learning curve and right, our right. onboarding specialists make sure that they take you step by step through the system how to use it and how to set yourself up and your patients up for success um when in exam room no uh, the the ease of using our app is you're entering in very small amounts of information and that is the barrier of entry is that the name patient's name and the treatments that the patient's receiving that's it Okay. That's all we need. Okay. And so that adoption, it makes it much easier. And everyone's pretty comfortable on the device now. Everyone's yeah. pretty easy about typing in a patient yeah. name and selecting a couple of treatments and then hitting enter. And then the patient sees themselves in the, in the screen. To make it even easier was that Home Connect product that we released. And this right. was pre-COVID, like right around what, right when COVID hit, we said, what can we do to yeah. help our clients out when patients come back? And that is getting these patients seen at home. So now our clients have the ability to put in the patient information. They put in the patient's name, they put in the patient's um, uh, phone number, email address, uh, and the treatments that they want to clear the patient for. We get that information ahead of time. We then reach out to the patient. We take over from that point. We reach out to the patient. We get them to download the app. We troubleshoot any technical issues. We get them in network to see one of our providers. The providers generates that approval in the GFE prior to the patient coming in for the appointment. So the moment that the patient walks in the door, the GFP is already there waiting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that, that is, so then there, when you talk about a barrier or talk about, uh, you know, an impediment to using our service that just completely erases it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking back to the, to the days of the early two thousands. And I think <laughs> your technology and the, and the, the, the atmosphere that we're living in right now, I think would shock the, the, the providers of, of Botox and fillers back in the day. Cause it's just a totally <laughs> right. different landscape. Um, so what's, uh, do you, do you have an idea of, of which States you're going to be in next? And I asked that just cause I know that's going to be a question we're going to get. We do. Uh, we do. We have uh, the four markets that we're going to be entering in are North Carolina, Illinois, Arizona, and most likely Florida. Florida's uh, hanging there because Florida's a little different. Yeah. Florida, uh, Florida says that, you know, NPs and PAs must do most of the treatments that are offered at a center. Yeah. And so for us, it doesn't really work if the NP is the one that's treating, the NP can be the one that's clearing as well. Right. It works in scenarios for other clients. So we do have clients where they have um, corporate nurse practitioners or in-house nurse practitioners or physician assistants. But those physician assistants and nurse practitioners are busy treating the patients. Mm-hmm. And the philosophy from those, some of those uh, clients are, I want the provider to treat patients so I'm generating revenue, not wasting time approving patients right. at that high rate when they can use us at a yeah. fraction of the cost. Yeah. And so that was one of the, the the entry points for us to get into Florida. They're the third largest market in the country uh, behind California and I believe Texas. Yep, yep. Yep. And three. so, um, yep. And so we, those are the four that we're going into. Yeah, you know, the um, it's interesting. I, I just had a thought because... Um, your, what, what you're solving, I think is, is, um, that there's a lot of locations 
in clinics out there that have that issue. The the another issue that we're starting to see as the as the industry grows is these multi-location brands. So there's one brand um, that has a, maybe they've got five locations in California or five locations wherever, or more than that, 15 locations. And they've got a lot of volume and, and just by virtue of their size, they have difficulty being able to clear patients because they've just got so many people coming. Um, is, is, so is, 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 is there any, I mean, obviously they can connect to your, to, to, to your, to your software. Um, is there, is, is there a way to, to, to work it so it's almost like 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 it's like a I don't know if it's a white label or something where you're working with a particular brand and they're like okay we're doing this you know together to kind of service your particular brand as opposed to being connected to the to the whole network does that make sense it does it does and we do offer white labeling um, but it's expensive yeah <laughs> because of course with any company with any yeah. company we want to make sure that we are promoting ourselves yeah. not only to the patients but also to the clients uh, and we're working together That's we awesome. actually offer services to some of those large franchise yeah. programs yeah. um that are multi-state um and that we see a tremendous amount of patients from each one of them and they are growing by leaps and bounds and that's kind of that's a, a, a thing that i would love to discuss about you know looking at the medical spot industry and seeing that growth capabilities and seeing yeah. what is happening with the franchise environment and and really who's suffering in this are the mom and pop uh, you know right. one location medical spas that offer a fantastic service and have a very loyal patient base that is now trying to compete with the kmart of uh, <laughs> of uh, medical spas, you know, where they can offer Botox at $9 a unit and because they purchase so much of it and they can take a loss because they're looking at, a, you know, the injury, this is the injury treatment and we're going to get them to do much more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that really that type of culture um, is changing the medical spa industry very rapidly, in fact. Yeah. It's happening. It's happening fast. I'll tell you that. But um, at the same time, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm super curious. I was just having a conversation. I think on the last podcast, I, I said um, it, it's going to be very, very kind of fun to sit back and, and watch what this industry becomes in the next five yes. to ten years. Because you're right about this expansion and these these bigger these bigger brands. But at the same time, I mean, the industry is still very much dominated by the by the single location mom and pop um, brands. And you know, is that going to remain the same? Or is there going to you know? We're already trying to see. We're already seeing some of these bigger, very well funded. Um, chains try to solve the, the the cross border regulatory issues that they have, like you know you know when you've got providers in in California and you've got providers in New York, those are two very different laws from Texas, and how do you deal with that? So it's going to be interesting. And we and what's interesting about what you just said is that that's what we deal with on a daily basis mm-hmm. is because we are cross state lines. We service so many different clients in so in four different marketplaces right now, expanding to eight by the end of this year, that we deal with so many different laws, different providers, how we're going to prove this, what we're going to do over here, you know, what type of stance do we want to take with this treatment that they want to do in this state? It's allowed here, but it's not really allowed over here. There are so many different regulatory issues that we deal with on a day-to-day basis, which really is what brings a value add to all of our clients. Mm-hmm. is because we can do that because we have that knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Um I you know I always like asking this to to folks cuz we're we're seeing uh one one thing that we're seeing in in medical spas in the whole industry is a lot of um 
entrepreneurs like yourself who come from other industries coming into medical spas to bring their knowledge and their expertise from other industries into medical spas, into the medical spa space, which is what you're doing in, uh, with telehealth. But I always ask, and I'm curious, what's different um, about medical spas when you when you came into this industry and you started looking at the landscape aside from obviously the lack of telehealth uh, telehealth platform what's what are some of the things that you see that 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 really stand out to you about this industry individually i personally i love the aspect of wanting to help a patient attain their goal Mm -hmm. with the way that they look that Mm -hmm. to me is wonderful that to me, when I'm talking to a client and they're helping their patients and their, you know, patients are coming in and they just don't feel good about themselves and they want to make a change, even a slight one of just getting Botox in your forehead. Yeah. You know, just a slight change, just that one aspect. That's what attracted into this industry. It is not there to hurt something, you know, use a resource or yeah. wipe a resource away. It's, it's there to help somebody attain a goal yeah. that they want for themselves to make them feel better. And that trickles down. That trickles down from I'm the provider. I was able to give this treatment to the patient. The patient feels better about themselves. They then take that home. They're in a much better uh, way with their family and their friends, with their job that they're working at. It just trickles down. And to see that happening and to see how that works is wonderful. I love it. That's yeah. what attracted me to medical sponsor. Yeah, and and you know the the – the most successful med spa, and this is really all of the ones that I talk to. I mean, that that feeling that you're describing is is pervasive, and people love it because it is it's healthcare, but it's in a way that that really is helping people feel better about themselves and enjoy their life more. Which you know, not a lot of healthcare is 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 not like that. You're trying to solve a problem that's bothering that's you. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I think that's uh, I think that's right, and I think I almost think we need to celebrate that more in this industry. Because it'll because you know, I agree. It's it's such a calling card for what we do. I agree. I agree, and I think that you know a lot of people. I wouldn't say a lot, of people, but some people look at the medical spa industry as you're changing yourself. You, why are you changing yourself? You know, this is who you are. But who you are is who you want to be. Yeah. And the medical spa industry helps you become that. Yeah. And we need to focus on yourself and who you want to become, rather than everybody else telling you who you should become. And right. allow the medical spots to do the job to help you along that path and that journey. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm curious. What do you think about um, the you know projecting out five ten years? I mean, do you think the industry is going to be more kind of big box retailers, or is it? Or we're going to you know retain that that one two location mom and pop, mom and pop kind of feel? What, what do you think is going to happen? I, I hope for a combination of them both, but the way that our our country operates, especially from a business perspective, is that you have VCs enter into an emerging market and take advantage mm-hmm. and want to invest money in growth. Uh, and so seeing that and seeing what's happening right now, I believe that there's going to be, in the next five to 10 years, more change than not. But I believe that when you offer a good service, when you offer a genuine connection, when you offer a comfortable environment. I believe that the patients stay with you. They don't go somewhere else, especially with injectors that are, you know, build that following, that do a wonderful job. You can't cookie cutter, uh, you know, out a, a work of art. And I believe a lot of injectors and a lot of uh, medical spa professionals are artists. 
They have to be. They have to be. And I think that patients are smart enough to say, I want to continue to go to this space because of everything that I just did. Mm-hmm. Instead of going to the 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 franchisee. Yeah. I I, I agree. I, I, I really do. I, I've given this a lot of thought and I think there's I think there's gonna be um that 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 connection, that feeling of I am I trust somebody. It's not just you know, it's a genuine connection obviously is 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 kind of the the phrase that you've been using and I think that's very appropriate but to me there's also there's that building of trust right you've got to have this is somebody who is handling my face um and and you know that everybody sees and my confidence and my you know both conscious and self-conscious you know view of myself and so you've you've really got to have that that trust and faith and I don't think you can just necessarily get that from walking into a chain I think that that takes a long time and that's going to be the challenge for yeah. James. It's going to be to create that environment, even though I go to one location in San Diego and the other location in Los Angeles to have that genuine connection to be at both of those locations, to have that connection at both of those locations. That's going to be the challenge that they have to overcome. I agree. Um all right. Well, we've been we've been going. Gosh, this has been forty minutes, and we've this just flown by. What? Um, um, where can folks? If 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 there's if there's folks in you know uh, the the states that you're operating that are interested in hearing more, seeing a demo, or maybe want to want want to plug into your network, what's the best way for them to reach out and get and get in touch with you or or a rep from your company? Uh, two ways, actually, multiple ways, but the best ones are you can find us on online at spaconnect.com. That's S-P-A-K-I-N-E-C-T.com. You can give us a call at 619-326-3646. We are located in sunny San Diego, which I love living. Um, and then you can also find us on Instagram at Spaconnect and shoot us a message through there and uh, we will connect you to a sales representative to talk about our program and show you a demo. That's awesome. And you've got Washington, California, you said New York and um, Nevada? Washington, California, Nevada, and Texas. Nevada and Texas, Texas. And yeah. you've got though you've got potentially uh, you've got North Carolina and potentially Florida coming on um, in, in in the future. Um, Illinois and Arizona Illinois. as well. Awesome. All right, I appreciate you joining us. This is super exciting, and you know this is something that's that's obviously um, after our own heart because the because you're dealing with a, a compliance issue, and the more the more folks we can get to be compliant, the better. Um, so I appreciate you joining us, and we'll have to have you back and see how things are going. Thank you, Alex, very much appreciate for it. having me. Yep. All right. Thanks for joining us this week with the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, founder Alex Tiersch was joined by Allah Ghazawi, founder and CEO of Spa Connect. If you're new with us, click on the subscribe button and receive new content when it happens. Leave a rating and a review. See you on our next episode.